Welcome to Design Huddle. This is a podcast for anyone that wants to get inspired and learn how to build cool stuff with cooler people. We interview designers, creators, influencers, and sometimes just chat about interesting design topics. We'll hit on things like product design, UX best practices, and how you can up-level your personal brand. This podcast is hosted by myself, ya boy, Ryan Warrender, a UX designer and taco enthusiast based in New York City, and Brendan Gross, a digital strategist for Fortune 500 companies. We started this podcast to learn from each other, the community, and most important, you, the listeners. So thank you for tuning in, and let's dive in to today's episode of Design Huddle. Let's go! Hey guys, today we're going to be talking about accessibility. For me, accessibility really is fairly straightforward. How do we make the web more inclusive for everyone? Or in other words, how can we help everyone browse, navigate, and interact with the web using any device that they might have? We're going to talk about the ways to do it and some resources to help you get started. Let's dive in. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. So I think for me, like accessibility really comes down to when we say a site is, you know, accessible, we mean that the content is available to everyone and that it can be, you know, operated by absolutely anyone. A lot of my background, as you know, you probably heard from other, um, you know, talks or topics that, you know, we've hit on is I'm, I'm come from a web background. So mine, a lot of my background and what I'm going to be talking about um, is going to be from the context of the web. For accessibility, I think the number one thing is that, you know, the, the textbook definition is that it's a design of products, devices, services, or environments for people with, you know, disabilities. I think disabilities is like, you know, where we start, but it's, 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 much, it's much bigger than that. And the concept of accessible design and practice of accessible development ensures both direct access and indirect access, meaning compatibility with a person's assistive technology. One great example is that, you know, someone that has uh, is hearing impaired is still able to, you know, browse a website um, and consume media in an effective way, usually by using, um, you know, voice readers or, you know, text over. So if they're totally, if they can't hear anything, obviously um, having any audio is not going to help. So you need yeah. uh, closed caption and other options available. Those are just some very basic options that I think most people are aware of. But the web is really kind of catching up to everyone else to become more accessible. On the inclusivity side, a little bit more general, but equally as important is an intention or policy of, uh, you know, including people who might not otherwise, who might have been excluded or marginalized um, in the past. This can go from everything from people with learning disabilities, you know, racial or even sexual minorities. So you just really want to make sure that people you're that you're thinking about how your product will 
will work and come across to a broad range of users. I'll pause there for a second. Both are super important. Um, and I'd love to get your take, Brendan, on like how you kind of approach that topic as well. 100%. And the reason that we wanted to kind of bring this to you guys today is because I'm sure that in, in both media, video, re really the same thing, media, that there's a lot of talk about inclusivity and accessibility. And the reason we wanted to define both is because personally, I found it was actually really confusing because I was like, isn't, aren't, if, if you are including, aren't you making it accessible? If you're making it accessible, aren't you making it inclusive? To, to be honest, I really think that this is why like people who read, they get really too down and dirty into the definitions. I mean, really what, and even what Ryan to me is saying is like, either way you're opening up to people who wouldn't be able to access <laughs> or uh, be have whatever you're creating have access to what you're creating in the first place. Yeah. So, I mean, to keep it simple, yeah. guys, I mean, even though you guys are reading about accessibility and, um, you know, inclusivity, really just think about it the same thing. They're trying to talk about the same thing. They're just branding the content in a little bit different way so that you read it and think it's different. Um, that's just yeah. my take. <laughs> that's my take. No, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's a great summary, and I love, like, you know, keeping it simple is, you know, really my recommendation. I'll leave with, like, I want to summarize how I would approach it real quick. So... All accessibility, especially for the web, which I think most people that are watching and you know follow us are related in some way to you know the web and creating content for the web. Um, but web content accessibility guidelines, also known as the WCAG, is like kind of like the you know the the place where accessibility lives. And those are where all the best practices are. You know, and that's kind of owned by a, a group that kind of evaluates what the best practices should be. And really, if I just summarize everything that this you know, organization or guidelines, um, it really comes down to the acronym of POUR. So P-O-U-R. Um, the first is perceivable, operable, understandable, and then robust. So those are kind of the main buckets. So perceivable is can your users perceive the content? Um, just because something is perceivable with one sense, such as sight, that doesn't mean all of your users can experience it. So that, that's kind of the perceivable piece. Moving on to operable is can users navigate the content? You know, a hover interaction, for instance, cannot be operated by someone who can't use a mouse or, right. you know, a touchscreen. So you need to have like an audio or some sort of, you know, audio output to let them know what the action is actually doing. Another is understandable. So can users understand that the content is the interface clear? Is it consistent enough to avoid confusion? And then robust, you know, can the content be consumed by a wide variety of user Agents, browsers, does it work Does it work with assistive technology? So the robust piece kind of factors in inclusivity. So that's why I really kind of, they really kind of bleed together at times. But, you know, the poor acronym is really kind of the baseline. You can go super deep on this topic. The two, the TLDR here is when you're designing, especially for web products, websites, mobile apps, uh, mobile websites, make sure that you're, you're thinking about accessibility and inclusivity as much as possible. That was a lot of spelled out words. You have me over here like <laughs> writing the whole alphabet. I was like, W-C-A-G, uh, T-L-D-R, what the fuck is that? And, I mean, that's uh, the, <laughs> no, no, that's the beauty it. of YouTube though. You can pause it and be like, okay, P-O-U-R. So uh, yeah. yeah, poor. <laughs> I absolutely love that. And guys, I really like, that's probably the first time I've actually had it broken down in that acronym i think really take notice about all the acronyms that <laughs> ryan just said so you have poor you have wcag and not the tldr that's just like you didn't pay attention you're looking for the bits <laughs> but um but 
Can you actually break down? Because I think this is a good bit because I actually just learned something, but I've never heard it break down like that. But that just gave me another perspective on things. So before we get into the devil's advocate piece into, um, you know, should should people just focus on what they're doing really well and the people that they're trying to target? But let's what is WCAG? What does that stand for? Because I was just like, yeah, yeah. Uh, so like w, <laughs> WCAG is the, the those are the web guidelines uh, that stands for Web Content Accessibility Guidelines. Oh, as you can see, all the websites I have to do did not have any accessibility guidelines. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is, is um, like it's a the thing that's important is it's a progressive like kind of experience. So if you're starting with zero accessibility, you know, start small, like make it yeah. easier. And the one thing I will say is there's a tool that I've talked about in the past that I always recommend for designers or web developers. You say Lighthouse. It is Lighthouse. <laughs> Lighthouse guys. Dude, Lighthouse is like the get out of jail free card. But anyways, Light, Lighthouse, Chrome extension, there's a there's a score in there, best practices, that factors in some accessibility. And there's actually like, I think an accessibility category as well. So look at those, see how the site's doing. And that'll also give you some best practices of how you can improve it. Before we end and summarize everything, guys, we have about five minutes before my camera decides to die. So let's hop in real quick, Ryan. What sure. is the devil advocate piece for those who, again, like you're saying, starting small, why would somebody want to start small or stay with their niche versus being accessible? Because the yeah. the 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 devil advocate or the reverse of this this argument is okay. You want to be accessible. You want more people to have access to what exactly you're building, and more people, uh, quote unquote, equals more money. The more people are seeing it, the more opportunities you have somebody to cash into what exactly you're building. Versus those who are building something very specific, who know very specific like a certain something, and they really shouldn't break out of. Um, I think shouldn't is a dangerous word, but um, they feel that they need to go in that direction and not have to open up and be accessible. What are your thoughts on that? The quick summary is there's 4 billion internet users. There's tons of people coming online for the first time. So of course we can think about disabilities, like that's probably a small portion of your users, but they're still equally as important because every right. user should have a great experience. But the other thing to factor in is, is a first time internet user, right? Like they might not understand what a hamburger menu is, so yep. you might want to make it more explicit. So the bottom line is, is that like this entire topic, if I just summarize it is like develop empathy and be open-minded as much as possible. And the other pieces is, is like, you know, run it by users that are different. Like whenever you do user research, you never want to pick a pool of people that are all kind of the exact same, the more diverse uh, group of the users, usually the better reflection of how the product is actually going to function in the wild. We got a lot, we got to a lot of good points here, guys. And I really rewind this. If you were just watching this and like, hmm, two smart motherfuckers. All right, next. Really take that. <laughs> that is true. Uh, so thank you. But really do rewind this because we have a lot of good pieces. We talked a lot about the accessibility guidelines. One, just like myself, I haven't dove into that um, much myself in my career. But especially with the accessibility inclusivity movement that we have now, my ass is definitely going to have to dive into it. But it will help you if you understand those things because a lot of the designers that I've even worked with are not familiar with those things. Um, so WCAG is the acronym. Check it out online. We also talked about the acronym POOR. Again, that is perceive. What you are creating, make sure it's perceivable, operable, understandable, and robust. Again, Google search to get a little bit more detail on those things. And again, we'll put a little bit more in the description for you guys to understand those things as well and go into detail so you don't have to Google search because I know you guys don't like to do that. Ryan's favorite tool, <laughs> Ryan's favorite tool, Lighthouse. Look it up just for him, but it, regardless of that, got a lot of good tools. I think every 
video we've had, Ryan has mentioned Lighthouse, so I think I just need to look it up now and upgrade my pay grade. Yeah, maybe um, we'll do a future. We should do. I might do a, a whole a whole like, video you know, podcast on video on uh, on the topic because it's incredibly valuable and it's probably one of the most underrated tools out there. Our whole new uh, vlog podcast thing is just gonna be called Lighthouse. That's it. <laughs> Over, overruled. And last thing, always make sure that you are empathizing with your users and who you're creating experiences for and being open-minded. So keep those four to five points in mind, Google, and also read the description. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a comment. So with that, guys, thank you for showing up, listening, and enjoying our talk. And letting yeah. us run our mouth. <laughs> yeah, we'll catch you on the next one. See you guys. All right, peace. See you guys. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Design Huddle is a podcast that is hosted by Ryan Warner and Brendan Gross. The opinions stated here are our own and not those of our company. Thank you for tuning in and please feel free to share this episode.